Yo, what's up? I'm Travis. And I'm Nick. And we are girlfriends, and we're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. First time we get to talk as girlfriends, and I'm super excited because your debut album did something or gave me an experience that I had not felt since I was in high school. And basically when that album came out, my girlfriend and I went out to get food. We were listening to the record on uh, in the car. And then we came home, and instead of eating our food inside, we sat in the car and just listened to the record over and over. And I haven't felt that since like high school with like Newfound Glory releasing records and stuff like that. So congratulations with that. And um, thank you for creating such a masterpiece that you guys did with that debut album. Oh, man, thank you so much. I mean, that is, I feel like that is how I listen to my favorite records as well. Like I can remember when Say Anything put out Is A Real Boy, dude. I went straight to the record store when they, those still existed. I bought the CD. I ripped open the cellophane. I put it in my car and just drove around and listened to the entire thing. So to hear you say that about the you know the music that we made is uh, that's special, man. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was definitely, yeah. I was like, I rem this feels so nostalgic. I've never, I, I don't remember remember any other record other than newfound glory or good charlotte that i used to do this to and it's like it was it was amazing it was such a cool feeling and then now we're here for the sophomore record and i'm super excited about it um it's different from that debut album you guys i feel like you got more vulnerable uh lyric wise uh story wise but it's it's different it just gives me a new kind of vibe a new a new era of girlfriends so dive me into that creative process and like that initial process of like hey we're getting ready to do album number two man i'd say we we took our time with it a lot more you know like first album we probably did in four months four to five months this one it was about a year and a half we we wanted to kind of um experiment i think sonically a bit more take our time with how drums sound take our time with you know revisions of lyrics and melody changes and just trying to get the best I would say possible outcome for the album you know and um yeah the first uh, it was just a lot different of a process I would say even though it was me Travis and Feldy it yeah. still felt different you know we we experimented with different songwriters um which I think Travis and I weren't total total fans of I think it, we find it best when it's just me Feldy and Travis in a room together but we wanted just to kind of experiment with other people in the room and getting different energies going and I think we probably did a, well over close to probably 60 songs um, yeah, and had to songs. narrow narrow it down to to 15 songs which was tough but we thought about how the album would flow from start to finish a lot differently than the first album and just wanted to create a um kind of an experience with this thing you know that was a little bit different and more evolved and mature sound for what we're doing as a band so we're stoked yeah now as far as like lyrically as i mentioned earlier it feels like it's you're more more vulnerable especially the last two tracks i feel like i i feel like that's where you open up the most track 13 it was like the heaviest where i felt like you really open up to your audience um that's not something that we're used to with your music even back in the day it's like so what was that what was that for you? What was that process like? Is that something that you had to work with or work on before you actually got comfortable being vulnerable? Or is this something that like it was time to kind of spill it out? Yeah, I think, you know, since the inception of Girlfriends, it's always been this vessel for me to, for me to be my most authentic, true and honest self. And, and, and this this band, this like this outlet allows me to kind of say the things that I've always wanted to say, make the music that I've always wanted to make and, and you know, just be completely raw and, and honest. And, you know, to your point, yeah, like, my old music, I didn't really know how to articulate everything that I felt, and a lot of it was kind of, you know, uh, quote-unquote, like a show, like putting on a show. This is like, it's just, it's my thoughts, it's my feelings, it's my experiences, and it's kind of just laid out all all in the songs. Now, with these tracks, you guys, you mentioned you did about 60 tracks before you guys finalized the record, but uh, going back in with Feldy, 
how different was it this time around? Because like now you guys, I mean, obviously you guys have worked with him for years outside of, of this band, but coming in a second time with the, with the same producer, like I feel like the dynamic is always different. So how did he get you guys to step out of that comfort zone and be better artists this time around? I think this time around, which was different, is that we we wrote a lot of like demos and stuff outside of, of Feldy's studio. We brought them into Feldy, which we didn't really do on the first record. We kind of wrote everything like the day that we were in the studio, we wrote a song and then that song ended up on the album. This 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 time around we got to like write demos, listen to them, see what we wanted to revise. When we went to Feldy, it was kind of like, All right, now let's like polish this, let's like, you know, make it what it is, um, which was a cool experience for us. What about drum wise for you? Man, drum wise is kind of consistent, honestly, with the first album. Just like outside of just being able to have more time to experiment um, with how drums sound and different drum parts. Like there are parts of songs where we were like, you know, the song's in four four time. What if we did a bridge that was like in seven four timing yeah. and something that just feels totally different from where the track is? And like, let's experiment with that and start with a drum part that. You know, Nick, just go for it. There was a lot more of that kind of like experimental freedom, I think, with the second album, which was nice compared to the first one where it was just like, got the idea today, let's go in, I'm going to lay a quick drum thing and let's move on to the next thing, you know? So it was cool in that sense. Now, the fact that you guys got to, once again, write together on this record. Uh, Nick, for you, like back in the day, you got to co-write with a lot of other people, especially Captain Cuts mainly. Um, so having those experiences and actually working with them like in the production side as well and coming into this project like how do you feel like those experiences prepped you for for the music that you're creating today I mean I don't I don't know I I think it's just been nice to have going back to earlier of just being like man having Travis myself and Feldy be kind of like the captains behind this music right like not really experimenting with too many outside things and like I think with my old projects there was almost too much influence of these outside songwriting teams and producers that come in to help shape the thing kind of based on their opinion and and I don't know like sonic opinion about how things should be and for us it was just really simple just to be like what you get is what you get like what you hear is what you get with the three of us you know it's yeah. like authentic to who we are as people as musicians, um, Feldy as a producer, like what you hear on these records isn't fabricated. It's just, it's who we are, which I love so much about that. And I think that um, just previous experiences with other songwriting camps and stuff like the Captain Cuts, those guys are amazing at what they do, but it that wouldn't have been right for this project, right? So Yeah, there's no like flavor of the month bullshit with this record, right? Yeah. It's not like we're like trying to bring in like the coolest songwriters and stuff. It's like me, Nick and Feldy in a room with guitars and drums and me with like, my iPhone writing, you know, lyrics, and, and, and that's what this record is. Yeah. And for you, how do you feel like you've evolved with your songwriting, especially now that you're opening up a little bit more with the music? Uh, I mean, I feel like every day, you know, I'm trying to get better as a songwriter and, you know, just being able to, like, articulate my feelings and put them down into words. And, and when I do have inspiration and something pops into my head, learning how to kind of capitalize on it and, like, get that idea down so that I don't forget it. And it's a muscle at the end of the day. You know, when I take time off and we're touring and I'm not writing songs, like, getting back into that whole process is, it's like, it's a journey. Um, and then when you're in the zone, you're in the zone and, and I feel like yeah we we're definitely locked in you know for this record and now I'm excited to put it out and go play these songs yeah, dude right? now, how did you guys challenge each other while you guys were recording or writing especially like when you guys are, are collaborating for you know you you 60 songs I'm still shocked that you got to do 60 songs to what we hear now 14 
I just think that the challenge I'll say for Nick is the fact that I overthink everything. And so I'll text him and be like, hey, I hate this song now. And he'll be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, this song sucks. And then like two days later, I'll be like, hey, the song doesn't suck. It's actually pretty good. So him like dealing with me being like all manic and uh, overthinking it in my head is that that was probably the most challenging thing. <laughs> most challenging thing for me is having to track drums looking at Travis butt naked in the studio you know it's just it's hard to focus and it's a privilege right it's a, that's that's part of the process right it's a privilege it's a yeah. privilege um yeah I don't know that's all I got <laughs> so talk to me about, about these songs like where do you feel that you guys felt uh the most challenged with the songs it sounds like the sound the songs kind of created themselves but whereas was there a particular song or two that was giving you the hardest time whether either to finalize or even start writing um, there's a song on the record called Break Me, and, and I rewrote that hook twice. I rewrote the verses like three times um, to the point where it is now. And yeah, I'd say that was the most challenging song for me because the hook was always like in my head, and I knew it was really good, and then it was just kind of finding how to craft everything else around the hook. Um, so I'm going to say Break Me for me. Yeah, I'd say for me, it's a song called Maniac. We have uh, an awesome girl named Lindsay Sterling that's yeah. featured on our album. She's our only feature. She's incredible, like violinist and artist and just amazing person. Um, but that song was weird because she came in over like a simple little program drum beat and like just ripped violin for two hours and just like laid down all these crazy parts of stuff. And then it was like this big puzzle piece to go, how do we take all these different things that she's laid down and like use this part for the verse, use this part for the chorus, or this part's great for a little breakdown thing. And and then build a track around her parts was like definitely the most interesting way we've approached a song on a record. Um, but I think it speaks to the uniqueness of the song too. And not many bands out there featuring violin solos and acts, and we want to bring some of that stuff back. So we're stoked. Yeah, like was that was that something that you guys already had in mind as you guys were starting to write the song, or is this something that kind of evolved during the writing process? No, I mean for that song specifically, we we all showed up at the studio, you know, with Lindsay, me, Nick, and Feldy, and there was nothing on on paper yet, like there was Damn. zero. So we created the song together, like in real time, which yeah. is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now I I, I noticed something um, while listening to the record and even the previous record is like your voice sounds different to me. Why? Because like. We're used to listening to you on a different kind of vocal tone or, or different kind of beats, right? And I spoke to another artist um, recently about the same situation. He's a rapper, but now he's doing like a rock project. And his fans were telling him like, oh, you should sing more. I didn't know you can sing. When in reality, he would always sing. It's just the beat was always different. So it's hard to tell. Do you feel like that was the same thing for you this time around? Or do you feel like you you actually had to like teach yourself how to sing the way that you do now? I mean, I was always in bands, like, from a teen, you know? Like, I've been in, in, in pop-punk bands and rock bands and stuff, so, like, that's how I, quote-unquote, like, learned how to sing. I never took vocal lessons or anything. I just kind of learned through experimentation. I think, uh, if anything, I dumbed down my voice back in the earlier days mm -hmm. because it wasn't, I guess, like, cool, you know, to, like, have a range. And my voice is really high. I, I sing, I'm, like, super nasally, and, you know, I sing in, like, a high register. Um, and so, like, back in the day, I would always try to, like, lower my voice and try to get this, like, lower tone. And, and what I love about Girlfriends is my voice sits in this really cool place that I feel like not a lot of other vocalists, uh, you know, I'm hitting notes that a lot of other vocalists can't hit in this genre. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what sets our music apart. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's crazy that you that you toned it down back in the day. Like I would have just been 
if I can sing the way that you can, I would have just shown it every single time. No more toning it down, dude. No more dumbing it down. We're coming for everyone now. <laughs> what about for you, Nick? Vocally, like, do you see yourself doing uh, any vocals with this project, or did you do any vocals during during the recording process of this album? You did yeah. background vocals. Yeah, probably some background vocals. I would never say never for for anything, you know. Um, but to this point, no. Um, sticking behind the kit, you know. I'm already. I already got way too much cardio going on trying to keep up with the pace of these songs to try and add singing on top of that. But no, we'll see. You never say never maybe album three it'll you know travis and i will start an or orchestral duo uh, and it's all downhill from there dude once we start doing all that shit it's all downhill from there now as far as like the album as a whole like what was like the that moment where you guys individually or even together like collectively felt like the proudest for this record mm. That's a good question. I think seeing what uh, what our song High Again is doing right now, um, we've never been like on the radio as a band, and so to see it being you know embraced by radio and played on like stations all across the country is super cool for us. And then also like now being invited to go play all these cool radio shows, um, that's super dope. Like just to see you know something that we we made at the Noise Nest, you know, the morning after my birthday, kind of turn into this into this moment for us is, has been super rewarding. Yeah. I feel like Toaster for a Swim is also going there. Like, I feel like it's gonna, did I just butcher that name? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was like, he looked at me. I was like, ah, oh, shit. But that song, we love that song too a lot, but, um, never thought it about it in terms of like a radio capacity type of thing. But, um, we love that song off the album. It's definitely probably top three for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that song is is doing to me right now what California did to me when you guys first dropped it. And like that was the reason why I was like when the album dropped, I was like we have to listen to this record because California was like had such a like I don't know, it impacted me so much cuz I haven't heard anything good <laughs> in a long time. Everybody says they're doing pop punk, but it's not. And like this felt like, you know, nostalgic like back in the day when I was like actually going to these shows and like enjoying myself. So I feel like that song is doing the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome you say that. Back to your comment earlier of just like listening to our first album and getting those feelings of kind of like old school times of early 2000s yeah. when this stuff was kind of going on. And it's weird because I don't think Travis and I ever felt that way about any of the music that we've created. Wow. Like we were just, at least for me, the first album, we were just like, oh, wow, we're just kind of in here making songs. Yeah. And kind of the feedback from that to kind of get placed in those type of categories is super, I think, just kind of weird for us. But... I think authentic to, I guess, how we grew up and what we what we love to do, right. you know? You can take the kid out of California, but you can't take the California out of the kid, man. <laughs> now, as you guys continue to work together, uh, what have you guys learned about each other in this, in either like the writing process or even like the recording or the production process? Well, Nick can play every instrument, so that's really cool uh, and helpful. Um, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it's really dope on this record to be able to like start songs, you know, just us in a studio just be like hey you want to like pick up a guitar and just like write things and you know we're able to kind of just like jump around and like do all this stuff uh can you hear me now was completely produced by nick and i you know we like took it into feldy's at the very end and kind of like added a couple more things but i really love that song because him and i were just bored one night I, we got invited to go to some show too and we didn't go um because we we're like no nah, let's go to the studio and we we came out of the studio with that song so like yeah i love that record yeah, it's a cool one. Ends the album in a cool way. We actually did that one in, in Travis Barker's old studio in North Hollywood, which was cool. It's got this, like, interesting... Travis brought his, like, old 
acoustic guitar thing. I don't even know what it is, but it's had this cool sound to it when you started messing around with this little riff and then built this kind of anthemic outro to the album that day, which was which was cool. Like all these out of tune old guitars and just having fun kind of being in a studio that all the old Blink records were made in. And that kind of energy was cool. And yeah, I think you can kind of hear that on the song a bit for sure. There's also a, a, a hidden song on the album, but you have to get the physical CD if you want to hear it. But what was dope about Nostalgic. That, see? See what I mean? <laughs> that's what we wanted to do. But what was dope is that uh, we wrote it with Fat Mike from No Effects. Oh, so we showed up to Feldy's house. Mike was yeah. there. Uh, I've known Mike from like Warp Tour and stuff, but we've never we've never like made any music together. And we wrote a song uh, called Kinky Rabbit Club. But you, yeah, you have to get that would be the title. Correct. <laughs> uh, you have to get the physical CD to hear. It's not on. It's not on any streaming services. So. What was it like collaborating with him for the first time? Fun and funny and weird and <laughs> just, he's just a ball of energy, man. He, I mean, he's so cool, yeah. you know? Um, and he's like a legend and, you know, hearing him like kind of walk me through, like when I'm like cutting vocals and he's like telling me like, talk about like dumbing down things, right? Like, like Feldy and I, we have this like weird thing with harmonies where we want to like build these like crazy, you know, multiple layered harmonies and mics like no just like one note harmony like here like punk rock simplify it simplify it simplify it so that was like a cool experience to kind of like get a, a new perspective on on how he builds you know harmonies and like vocal leads and stuff like that uh with in terms of fat mike yeah. he's just a cool dude yeah he's just like eccentric guy you know but like whips chains leather yeah. bondage yeah, ball gag in his mouth yeah, he's, he's like that guy but like once again legend you know like total respect and just cool to have a guy like that in the room with us making songs for girlfriends yeah. now going back to the closer of the record can you hear me now i really loved um the fact that it did feel so anthemic and it felt like i had arrived at my destination like that's what i got from that song like um but i love that before we get to that song that's the the song uh break me mm -hmm. that's the song where you really like open up about things that you don't normally talk about so that dynamic of going from break me to can you hear me now was that already planned in the studio as you guys had already done these songs or is this something that you guys were kind of figuring out how to place these two songs i mean to nick's credit like he he took a big role in sequencing the record um and i think i think it flows from top to bottom beautifully um it wasn't like a pre kind of meditated thing i mean the the irony on break me is like i i don't love my voice and the verses of that song but it's intentional because like this whole song is these voices that are talking to me in my head right and so like i found it kind of cool and, and ironic all at the same time to where like when i listen to it i'm like oh and i'm saying things that kind of like lift my shoulders up but that's the whole point it's like talking about you know the battle that you have going on within you and, and within my own brain like 24 hours a day um the fact that they go so well together I think is just a testament to our chemistry in the studio and how we create songs. Yeah. And then as far as like when you guys are writing and just making your stuff so catchy, I feel like it's so hard to write and make something so catchy. Therapist, for example, I can't wait, you know, like that's so like first listen, it's already stuck in my head. Like, how do you guys do this? Is this do you guys know that you guys are doing this or is this like just natural? This is just how you guys write together. That song I just walked in and was like, <laughs> I can't wait to tell my therapist about you. And I'm like, oh, that's the hook. And we just went in and, and cut it. I don't think it's like, yeah, we're not sitting down with like a pad and a paper, you know, pen and paper. And we're not like, how do we make this the catchiest song yeah. we can? I think it's, it's just like, uh, it's kind of being in the right, in the right place at the right time with like in the right headspace. And 
what comes out, it comes out. I mean, look, there's songs that didn't make the record that probably aren't as catchy as that, and that's why they're not on the record. You know, like you get a certain feeling and, and emotion evoked from listening to these songs, and I feel like we we picked the the 15 that resonated with us the most. You know, and that's what you're hearing on the on the album. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, I'm excited for everyone to hear the record. Uh, once you guys actually watch this interview, the record will be already out. But um, leading up, or once this is out, you guys are also heading out on your first proper tour, which is insane to think because you listen to the music and it sounds like you guys have been having, the, you guys have been practicing the songs in front of an audience because that's the kind of vibe I get when I listen to the record. What are you guys most excited about on this on this run that starts this weekend? I mean, I'm just most excited about starting to do our own headline shows. Um, to be honest, I think it's, you know, we've played 40 shows as a band, and we have two albums out at this point, so it's time for us just to be out playing shows. Like, the live piece of this band, I think, is what really, really brings these songs to life. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, um, these are just a quick little 10-day, 12-day West Coast run. You know, we plan to do much bigger tours, and, um, stuff all around the country, stuff in the UK, stuff um, hopefully in other parts of the world. We're going to the Azores in July, which is like a random, we're playing in a volcano. So that'll be really cool. But yeah, I'm just excited to play, start playing our own shows and have more time to craft a longer set and um, yeah, do the whole thing. Same with you. Dude, I love being on the road. It's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah getting to go play these songs live and, and, and go and like see you know, different parts of the country and go meet people in real life. Everyone that like is commenting and liking and listening to the music and the songs, like getting to talk with them before the show or after the show um, is definitely the most rewarding part, I'd say. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.